Are you one of the only on your job? Do you wonder why the same type of people continue getting promotions? Have you dreamed of getting to the top but don't know how? Welcome to Secrets, a podcast devoted to showcasing dilemmas faced by underrepresented employees in their quest to climb the career ladder. Your hosts, Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson, have experienced the corporate grind for more than 20 years. Now they want to share adventures, pitfalls, and C-suite secrets that they've learned along the way. So let's fill up those cups and get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Secrets. Ricky, how you doing today? Man, I'm doing pretty good over here, still eating off them leftovers, That's man. Good. So how was your Thanksgiving? Man, it was pretty good. You know that uh, I'm blessed, you know, that we were able to have a small, socially distanced gathering, you know, couldn't Absolutely. see some of my family members that I normally like to see, but we made those to-go plates, you know, and trust me, my family took advantage of them. They took everyone, didn't they? Them drive-by to-go plates. They was like, <laughs> thank you, you know, and they didn't have to bring anything. For sure. That's right. <laughs> they were actually excused because, you know, you have those family members that bring nothing but right. leave with Everything. Everything. <laughs> Everything. Exactly. They bring the Tupperware to the dinner. Exactly. They're like, can I get this gravy too? You'd be like, just take it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just, just But you know, I didn't get to the point where I, I make the plate for you, right? Yeah. So <laughs> so that's exactly what happened this time around, right? Sure, we this were able time to kind of COVID. do that. That's right. Yeah. So so again, I think I'm feeling grateful. The other thing is I'm also grateful that I didn't have to like attend any company functions <laughs> or or I didn't have to be subjected to the potluck. Oh boy! Yeah, you know when the, you, when those you get potlucks. The, you get the raisins in the cornbread or something. Or else something crazy. You, you're like, I didn't have to ask who made this. Who made this? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and pretend like you like it. Right? Exactly. Exactly, man. That, so, so again, I, I'm grateful that, in all seriousness, that we were healthy and we're able to kind of sit back and relax and wiggle some toes a little bit. You yeah, know what I mean? So, for but, sure. But how about sure. you, man? I know I know you be getting down in that kitchen, man. Uh, so I do. How was your Thanksgiving? I do. You know what? I was grateful that I didn't have to cook for 20, 25 people this year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I will say, Ricky, that fried turkey that you brought over was off the chain. So thank you. I told you it was going to change your life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't kidding. You weren't kidding. We talk about Thanksgiving. So, Ricky, I know you got a funny story about Thanksgiving. Yeah, man. We That's, all got them. So, look, I, I remember one time... It was my freshman year in college when I was at West Virginia. One of my teammates, and I'm not going to call him out right there, you know, but one of my teammates said, hey, man, what you doing for Thanksgiving? I said, man, you know, we playing a game, like, right right around that time. Like, I'm not doing anything. He's like, oh, you should come through. I had been over to his house once before, and his, his parents and his grandmother, oh, you from the country. Oh, we're going to make you this. We're going to make you that. So and I went over there, and, I, and I, when I went over to his house, I smelled a very familiar, funky smell. Okay. Somebody, somebody farted. No, it was no. worse than that. <laughs> I smelled chitlins. Okay, and I when I tell that you that is worse. I ate chitlins probably when I was younger, but when mm-hmm. you get a little older, you start well, yeah, figuring you out start. what shit is. Right. You're like, mm, I don't think I'm going to eat I'm them good. intestines. That's right. I'm you know good. what I'm saying? I'm good. So I went over there and I can remember like all of the food was good and his grandmother was begging me to eat them chitlins. And I was like, oh no, I couldn't tell her that I didn't eat pork or whatnot because she had made me something for breakfast and it was good. It was some bacon and this, that, yep. and the other. I was like, oh, you know, I'm so full. I am so full. She was like, just take this little piece of it right here. Man, I must have took a tea spoon of that 
Dog, I was so sick later on that <laughs> night, man. I was like, wow. I mean, it, I why was, did I do that? I didn't go to the club. I didn't have fun. Like, I didn't do none of that stuff to earn the right to be sick. Yes, you know what I mean? I like, hear so you. it was, I took one for the team there, but I was grateful again to be able to go to my friend's house to be able to do it. And we laugh about that story, right? It's kind of like when the Sugar Hill gang said, hey, baby Baba, well, we still friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the macaroni socket of pizza mush and the chicken tastes like wood, man. And all I oh wow all I could think about was that that, that real that funky smell right there was that probably makes me cringe to this day man that was but it. but enough about that man I know you have some funny stories man because oh, you and yeah. I sit here dying all the time man. we we doing that thing and I remember when I was starting out earlier in my career and I was living in a small town and didn't have anybody around so a senior executive invited me over to their house for Thanksgiving. So it's like he knew I was a Cowboys fan. Like, come over, watch the game, have a good time, have some great food. And man, I sat down at that table and looked at that spread. <laughs> and I'm like, "Where's the macaroni and cheese? Where are my candied yams?" Oh, they didn't have the <laughs> they didn't have the mac they didn't have the macaroni and cheese at the at the craft. They didn't even have no macaroni <laughs> and cheese. They had green bean casserole. Okay, and okay, stove top stuffing. I ain't well, never had no t- stove top stuffing in my life. I'm like, well, what is this? Well, you what, know. What, so I was just like, man, that's what started me cooking my own damn Thanksgiving, Ricky. Yeah. That's why I cook for 20, 30 So you people. had a little pressure. You had a little pressure from, from, from the boss. A little pressure. And then you had to sit there all stiff and shit and not enjoying yourself. So it was a weird time, you know. And, <laughs> you know, and I, know, I know we've been clowning for a minute. But this all comes down to being in those situations just like I was where you couldn't be your authentic self. And so today, we want to build off of that episode that we did on code switching because code switching in and of itself is a means of showing that you're not necessarily being your authentic self. Yeah. I mean, which is something that we all, even though we're laughing about it, we can all kind of attest to it a bit. For sure. So in the episode today, we're going to discuss for you a definition for authenticity and what stops us from being our authentic selves at work. We'll also share stories and examples on when or how it's uh, tough to be authentic at work and some of the systemic issues that prevent underrepresented employees from keeping it 100. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's a big piece for us, right? For sure. And then we'll provide some potential negative outcomes of not being authentic. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then lastly, as we always do, is we will close out the uh, episode with four secrets on how you can be more authentic at work. Yeah, looking forward to this episode. So I'm sure one of the questions is, what is authenticity? What does that actually mean? And we found an interesting uh, article by, her name is Jenna Battier, and she's a world-renowned psychological safety and inclusion consultant. And she said, authenticity in a perfect world means there's no hiding, there's no censoring, there's no pretending to be someone else. There's No trying to live up to other people's expectations of you. There's no defending or protecting of your reputation. No emulating the behavior and actions of others around you. And there's no comparing yourself to others. Wouldn't that be beautiful if you could do all of that? Is that utopia? Oh, my God, she was. She was describing utopia. My goodness. So now, as we're thinking about those definitions, I hear them, and I know we're joking around about utopia, but, but you know, the right. reality is, is there's a lot of things within that definition that she speaks of that do keep us from being our 
our authentic selves. Well, no matter no matter who you are, it's true. There's something there. That's true. That what do you think you. stops people from being their authentic selves at work? I mean, it could be anything from fear, or mean, meaning fear of judgment, fear of losing your job, fear of mistakes, fear of sabotage. You know, someone's going to take some of this information and. Use it. You Use know? it against you. Start to create a narrative, right? Exactly. And I, I remember that one story you were telling me when you were on a trip. <laughs> right? So, yeah. So, so look, I mean, and it happens a lot. And we're talking about being your authentic self. We're talking about kind of like the code switching thing. Well, we all have routines, right? Like, we all have routines. Sure do. When you're on business trips and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Well, one time I just recall getting up and it's like you're on a different time zone, so you're not sleeping that well the night before because you don't want to wake up late, right. you know, and miss your meeting or this, that, and that. Well, I get up the next day, jump in the shower, get ready to get ready for a meeting, and man, I didn't have any more lotion. I'm like, <laughs> God dang, like, where, where is you the lotion? You forgot your lotion. I'm like, how, huh? man? So, so first off, I'm like, let me just see if I can make this hotel lotion work. And I was like, that stuff don't work. Well, first off, as soon as the wind hits that lo- that hotel lotion, or you uh, some water hits it, you over here looking like ashy Larry. It's, it's, it's a it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, what I got to do here? And unfortunately, I didn't have any a coworker that I could call and be like, hey, you got some lotion for me, real yeah. quick, or something like that. Nope. So I'm, I'm I'm tapped out. So I'm like, okay, well, let me try to run to a little store or something like that. So now I'm in a very homogenous town mm-hmm. in a very homogenous state. Yes. You know, at the time traveling for work and at this meeting. Man, I must have drove around for a good 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> looking for some lotion. And I wasn't just looking for any lotion, lotion. I was looking for some cocoa butter. There you go. You need okay? something with some aloe, yeah, 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 cocoa butter. Yeah. I needed something to get in them cracks. I needed something <laughs> for them elbows and them knuckles, right? Like yes. I needed that cocoa butter. Well, I finally found it. And unfortunately, I was a little late you know, for my meeting, right? Okay. And again, we're talking about being your authentic self. Like, mm-hmm. now, had I talked to some other talk woke to a, leaders, yes. you know, when they would have understood, understood, or I could have called one of my coworkers and be like, hey, do you got some lotion? That's right. You know, down That's there. Right. Like, or they could cover for you for being five minutes late for the meeting, right? Exactly. So I was a little late, you know, and it wasn't planned, but I was a little late. And I'm sure a narrative was Ricky couldn't get to the meeting on time or this, that, and the other. And I couldn't be honest and tell right. them why I wasn't at the meeting on time. time. So basically what I told them was, look, woke up and I wasn't feeling well. I wasn't sure if I was going to even make it in. So now I oh, had to boy. lie. I had to lie. Had to lie. Okay. <laughs> had to lie. But again, we're talking about being your authentic self. Like, you know, we have routines. We have things about our culture or other stuff that kind of comes up that you can't necessarily, if you don't have that relationship or the culture is not, Built that way, yep. you can't be yourself. It can't be yourself. It's <laughs> you real hard. And there's a ton of examples out there. I mean, I think about just wearing clothes. You know, there's lots of cultures that have very different clothing. I think about that story we were reading about where the Indian woman was talking about she would never wear a sari to work. And she was a SVP. Yes. You know, or something yeah, or She was like, I can't do that. Couldn't be yourself. Can't be yourself. That's right. And you think about the food. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, Asian food, Indian food, even soul food. You know, right, we can't right. bring no macaroni and cheese up in the joint. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, I know some of my Indian and Asian friends, they don't like bringing their food to work because there's different aromas. So right, then people right. start like, what's that? What's you that? Know, what yeah. does that smell? Or where's that come from? Why is that orange or whatever it is? There's right? always a, a, one of those in the crowd that messes up that culture. I mean, then you think about like health issues. I mean, we have friends who are 
vegetarian. Some of them not by choice. Some of them are vegan, not by choice, but right. some of them are, yep. you know, by choice. But now you got to do the explaining as to why you have that type of food or this, that, and the other. But again, you got to kind of suppress that to some degree. That's right. And I think black people in particular, we deal with that hair issue. Oh, yeah. Right? Black yeah. women, whether or not you wear your natural hair or not, or wear braids, or dudes, you know, used to be out of vogue to have a bald head. Yeah, I can remember. We both wear our hair bald or extremely short right now, right? Mm-hmm. And I can just remember it was, don't cut your hair too low because you're going to be perceived as threatening yes. or whatnot. Now it's fashionable. Yes. To have your hair bald. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it totally (laughs) is. Totally is. But black women still get that thing where, hmm, your hair is kind of different or can I touch it and all this this other stuff, which is a microaggression, but still just the perception of the stories. Well, but but even why you choose to wear your hair a certain way. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it could be something that you're trying to express in terms of freedom, you know, about yourself. It could be that you just don't want to spend the money on going to the doggone hair shop. That's right. You know, all of the doggone time. You know what I mean? It could be something like that. So I think these are all ways to kind of, when we're talking about clothing, artifacts, cultural differences and whatnot, I think the other thing is about the tattoos. I mean, I know a lot of people who have tattoos, whether it be on their neck, you know, on yep. their arms, and hey, they try to cover that stuff cover up. Cover that stuff up. Wearing a turtleneck in the summertime. That's right. That's you know what I'm It's like, hmm. And you start thinking they got a hickey or something yeah, on yeah. their neck where it's just a tattoo they try to cover Yeah, up. exactly. But, but again, as much as we joke about it, mm-hmm. you know, these are camouflaging ways that people try to hide a part or a persona that they have, you mm-hmm. know, about themselves, right? That's right. I also think, you know, as we're talking about, like, it brings me back to a, another story, and I hate to keep kind of coming back to these stories. No, that's but good. I had a coworker, an individual that reported into me. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to say any names, but he was pretty stiff. He was buttoned up. He was a certain way. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, this cat would be at Burning Man <laughs> every year. Like, and for your for for those of you who are unfamiliar with Burning Man, I just ask you just look it up, look you it know, up. And just see what it's about. And I hate that he could not bring him to work, or at least being able to express how happy he was to be yeah, a part of it, what, mm-hmm. what he felt for it. But again. I didn't know until afterwards that that was something that he was into, that but was it into. made sense. Yep. It made absolute sense. I mean, we have this happen to us all the time. We're a part of whatever event, you know, it is, and we can't really talk too much you know, about it. Absolutely. You know? And that, that all points to this kind of the structural pieces of having these environments where you can actually be or not be your authentic self, right? You think about the company event that you just talked about yep. where you go to the Christmas party and you're just tight all the time just trying to keep it together because, you know, if you say one thing or do go out there and do the electric slide or, <laughs> or the wobble mm-hmm. when everybody else is doing country line dance, they're like, hmm. I mean, in Halloween, you know Halloween's one of my favorite holidays. Yes. One of my favorite holidays, and I pride myself on coming up with some great, unique costumes, right? Mm-hmm. So whether it be me trying to be Romy Rome from Martin, right, or right. whether it try to be Otis the security guard. So one year, like, my whole team dressed up, right? We Y'all having fun. You know, we having fun. So I was like, you know what? I'm a, I wanted to be maybe a leprechaun. You know, my birthday's March the 17th. That's right. right. So I was going right. to be a leprechaun. The I'm black like, leprechaun. Well, but so I flipped it, right? So this year, I was like, I was the ghetto leprechaun. Right? So like I was, I had little gold chips and <laughs> some other things that I was throwing out there, right? And uh, I actually won the little contest, right? Okay. But it was so funny because 
the black people and, and like my Mexican brothers and sisters, like they understood they, they like what it was. Time. Like they, you know, yeah. and they was the ones that voted. But my other coworkers, they were like, now what is that again? <laughs> like what what is that again? It just dawned on me that I was able to be free. You know, yeah. I was able to count. For a moment. Yeah. I was able I, I was in a position where I could challenge the status quo. My whole team dressed up. Yes. You know, like we were able to do some different things, but that freedom doesn't exist for a lot of people, whether it be Halloween or real real life. Oh, for sure. You know, like you're not able to be that way. No, totally, totally true. And you think about this from a workplace perspective, to be serious for just a second. You think about all of the decision-making processes that happen in a company mm-hmm. and who's in the room, who's at the table. Who's coming up with the ideas. Who's coming up with the ideas. And the fact that you don't feel like you can actually have input or that it'll be valued or you can say what you really want to say in those decisions. And so you don't get the best decisions at the end of the day. I mean, you look at Gucci putting a damn monkey or blackface on some of their clothing. Yeah. How's that happen? Right. And you think about it, there was no one in the room or at the table that could challenge that. That's right. Or if there was, they didn't feel comfortable. Exactly. Their voice wouldn't have mattered. Right. Right. And this is what we're talking about when we say being your authentic self, right? Like, so that you can challenge professionally, challenge the status quo at work. No matter who comes up with an idea, hey, I think we're going to do X, X, and X, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, "Uh, I'm Mm. not really feeling that because. It, when I read that, this is what I see. Mm-hmm. You know, if Latinx reads that, this is what they see. Or Asian population reads, that's what they're going to see. But unfortunately, sometimes we're not in a position of authority or power yep. to be able to challenge that, right? That's so exactly then that right. shitty idea, you yep. know, comes out. <laughs> comes and out. And it hits the public. And then things happen. And it's like, well, I don't have anybody on my team that can challenge me or that such and such came up with this idea. Well, Ricky, we thought this was going to be a good idea. You didn't say anything. You didn't say anything. Now nah, it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But but I think those are important things. So again, Keith, so we're talking about not being like your authentic self, like what that can mean, right? Mm-hmm. But what does inauthenticity look like? Like yeah. when you're not being authentic to yourself, like what does that look like? What does it look like? I mean, there's a few things. You can come off as, look, you're protective. You can come off being defensive, judgmental. We've all kind of had those those feelings. You don't say what you think, just like we were just talking about. So you kind of ignore or suppress your intuition. Right, because, you know, like your gut usually tells you, like when somebody come up with an idea and you're like, nah, shit ain't going to work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that like, shit uh, is whack. <laughs> <laughs> like this is not going to work. And like, hey, so Keith, what do you think? Yeah, well, mm. yeah. what, what? Like then all of a sudden now Keith's like being negative again. He's not being a team player. And it's like, right. what? You're asking me my personal thoughts and I can I can share with you examples of why it won't work. Right. But you're still going to try to overpower me with why this way is different. That's right. This time is different. That's right. That's the structure. (laughs) Exactly. So that's systemic, right? That's right. I think, you know, things that kind of come up to me, I think about inauthenticity is I think you end up kind of lying or embellishing details to like either make the situation look good or something like that. Yeah. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Or if these things happen, people might like it. Mm-hmm. You know, and in your mind, you're like, this shit ain't going to work. Exactly. You know That's like you you were sick instead of saying you were ashy. And these oh, man, you're just I like, did, I'm just not feeling well. I did not want to be like Ashy Larry, man. But <laughs> hey, but, but again, your personal integrity starts to be challenged. Starts to be challenged. That's right. And to build on that, you're, you're really not living how you want to live. 
And these things can perpetuate themselves into you struggling financially. You're struggling in your relationships. You feel like you're walking in a haze mm-hmm. all, all mm-hmm. the time. You're just not living. Mm-hmm. At, at the end no, of I, no, I, I agree. I mean, it's like which way is up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think the last thing that comes to mind for me, excuse me, is constantly pleasing others and trying to stay out of trouble. Right? Like you're like <laughs> you're Don't trying rock to the do. Boat. Yeah, exactly. Hey, that's a, boy. That's a good job. Boy, that's a good job, you know, and it's like you're just doing whatever you can just to kind of get along to some degree. And Ricky, I think about a personal example for me. I definitely feel what we're we're saying and what we're talking about here because I can remember multiple points in my career where I've been called cold or kind of stiff at points during my career, right? And I'll admit I've hidden parts of myself Mm -hmm. and hiding behind kind of being professional and having it all together and not making mistakes, at the end of the day. But I think in hiding parts of myself, I really couldn't bring my best to the table. And I just remember my whole struggle around coming out at work, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's a big part of who I am and a big part of being authentic mm-hmm. in the workplace at the end of the day. And finally making that choice and that decision to do that changed my career. Yeah, but I think the environment had a lot to do with that. And the environment absolutely had a lot to do with that, right? So to give you the story, I was kind of out at work a little bit, but then I got asked to be chief of staff to Mm -hmm. the CEO, Mm -hmm. right? And so I met with the CEO, and he says, look, I know you're gay. I have your back, right? So He was already telling you he was going to be an ally. Right, Mm -hmm. so— Do you, be you, and it's going to be fine. And then right after that, the communications department was like, hey, we want to feature you, chief of staff, put you out in the universe. Are you willing to do that? Let's do it. Now I'm fine. I knew my CEO had my back. We could do all of these things. But once I was able to do that and be comfortable with it, my career took off like a rocket. But you think about how many jobs you've had or situations that you've been in before that. Before that. That you didn't feel that you could be your authentic self. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, and you think about now, it's rare for you to find people who aren't in blended families or relationships or whatever the Mm -hmm. case is, right? Or like your parents were married before and had kids or it could be any situation, right? Like you didn't ask to be here, right? But then you start thinking about that same thing when you're talking about, I have a uncle that's younger than me. You know what I'm saying? I got this, that, and the other. You're trying to explain that. Like a lot of times you don't tell those stories because there's just so much. Yeah, so many layers to it. Yeah, exactly. So look, I'm happy that First off, the Keith that I know, the KP yeah. that I know, yeah. that cat is out in every situation. Like, like you know something about everything. That's why I always trust you with them receipts. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the reality of the situation is, is there are so many people out there who aren't comfortable in their skin, in their situation, with whatever. They're right. not that way. And that's where I come back to is all of those times that you were working and you didn't feel comfortable, right? Like the company did not get the best out of you. The company did not get a lot of those things that you could offer. Which brings me to like, when I think about the impact here, right? Regardless of who we are or where we come from, we all hide something to fit into the prevailing culture, right? A culture that we didn't 
Didn't Yeah, or create, right? But we hide something to be able to fit in, right? And it takes a bit. It takes a culminating experience or something like we've seen in 2020 yep. that makes you feel comfortable now starting to yep. be yourself. Be yourself. That's right. And I think, you know, you think about the moral to the story as a result of all of that that you're just talking about. We are losing out on the best decisions and innovations and ideas and having those very strong relationships because we are unable to be our authentic selves. Yeah, I mean, which is crazy. I mean, and if we try to quantify this stuff, I mean, think about it. This is how people end up starting their own gigs or going to do their own thing, right? Yep. Just because they have, they, they're with a company and they Just want- Just like I did. Yeah, they, they want to appreciate them. Had enough. <laughs> exactly. So now look, the potential negative outcomes- of not being your authentic self, right? I mean, there's a ton of them, right? There's but let's time. just touch on a few, right? So yep. for, first for me is I can recall being a leader of a team or being on a team and not feeling inspired, right? Not like there was like low engagement. I was losing team members or I can recall being on a team where like half of us was like, Couldn't man, I'm out of here. Couldn't yeah, wait to get like, out. Man, as soon as the right thing comes up, I'm out. Yeah. You know what you I'm saying? You felt he was phony, right? Exactly. And it was just like, you can't be yourself. You know what I mean? So I think that's a definite outcome is team not feeling inspired. Either you or your team not feeling inspired. For sure. For sure. And I think another one, potential negative outcome is that for yourself, you're just unhappy and you have a lack of inspiration with your work. And even with your life, you know, you just your confidence is shot, self-esteem is shot. There's kind of more distrust there, less engagement, all those things that just kind of pop up in your life and in 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 your work environment as well. Yeah, and it's nothing worse than like waking up and like the alarm goes off and you're like, shit, I gotta go to this damn place again. Or it's like they start coming up with ideas. Hey, we're gonna brainstorm. You know, everybody just come up with ideas. It's like I'm gonna let them come up with ideas. That's right. So what I would uh, end up doing a lot of times, I would be the scribe. Yep. Okay. That's right. I'll if take I, notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because I already know if I come up with some ideas, people are gonna be like, eh, no, no, what does that mean? Eh, that's okay. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, it's just like why even put yourself through right. I would I would scrap. I mean, I'm on I've been on teams where I could actually be myself and come up with ideas and whatnot, but again, that unhappiness or that lack of inspiration is a definite byproduct, (laughs) you know, of not being able to be your authentic self. I think what we kind of touched on a little bit before in terms of fear, but the fear of someone using information about you against you hampers productivity and effectiveness to you being your best self, right? It also paralyzes you and forces you to make safe, uncreative decisions. Yeah. You know, uncreative decisions. It's true. Because if you can't Ricky, you come up with some shit that I ain't ever heard or seen before with some of these phrases and things like that. If you couldn't do that, yeah, you'd yeah. be a totally different person. Yeah. And these podcasts wouldn't be popping like they no, are. You know it what I'm saying? It wouldn't. And the crazy thing about this is I've been at companies where, you know, when people see you around a group of people that you feel comfortable with or people who respect or look up to you in a different way. They're like, wow, I've never seen a part of that. We wish you would be that way with us. I'm like, well, first off. Yeah, I don't know you like that. Yeah, first off, it's the difference. You know, let me tell you about the ideas I did come up with and let me tell you how y'all react. It only takes you getting kind of beat down or suppressed so long before you just say, forget it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm not gonna come out. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna come up with any more suggestions. I'm gonna be your scribe, right? <laughs> you know, I scribe. I scribe all day. All for you. day. All day. And I think another potential negative outcome is this imposter syndrome. At some point, 
you kind of look yourself in the mirror and you're like, I'm basically acting. You don't even recognize yourself, right? Right, right. You're basically denying and downplaying your cultural heritage and other aspects of yourself. And you start to just kind of question who you are. Why am I doing this? What, do, what is this all about yeah. at the end of the day? And you don't want to get there. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's, you know, you and I, we, we talked about that, being able to look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm proud of what I'm doing. or I'm proud of who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, those types of things. I mean, at some point, the real you, it's kind of like you got this person on the left shoulder and this person on the right shoulder. And at yep. some point, they're going to come to an apex and you're going to have to make a decision. I think the last part of this is like just like the mental issues, man, like the mental health yeah. you know, issues. It like it's, it's, a, it's a burden, man, when you're trying to, again, be all you can be for your community. Be all you can be at the job. Be all you can be for your family. Yep. At some point, there's a possibility that you could get lost in translation, you know, mm-hmm. there and mm-hmm. not be able to come out of character. Right. <laughs> you know, so I think, and we talked about this in, in the past, is being able to get that mental health assistance. Yes. You know, was key to us being able to get to where we are and being able to have that self-discovery. For sure. But again, if you're not able to be your authentic self. Yep. These are some of the things that can happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But again, look, we're talking, we've been joking around. We've been we've been telling you how we feel, talking about eating the bad chitlins and talking about <laughs> going to the uh, company uh, dinner and almost feeling like it was a hostage crisis. <laughs> you know what I mean? But let's kind of flip the script a little bit. Let's talk about those receipts, Keith. Let's, let's kind of make this, it. let's actionize this and make this, give it some teeth. That's true. And so uh, on our receipts today, we'll share some stats about the people who don't feel comfortable being authentic at work and why. And we'll share some also some positive impacts that can occur if companies have environments where employees can uh, be authentic. So receipt number one, there was a study by Deloitte that found that more than half of us cover up some part of our identity at work to try and fit in. And with underrepresented groups like African-Americans, the LGBTQ community, women and Hispanics, feeling the most pressure to cover aspects of themselves. And to bring this home, in a report from the Center for Talent Innovation, more than 35% of African Americans and Hispanics, as well as 45% of Asians, say that they need to compromise their authenticity to conform to their company's standards of demeanor or style. And 40% of African Americans and a third of people of color overall feel like outsiders in their corporate culture compared to 26% of white people. Man, <laughs> golly, that's like that is like huge. I don't know if like people really understand what that means sometimes yeah. just by looking at it. But when you just you sit back and you digest that, and that's saying that almost three fourths yep. of people feel like outsiders. Outsiders that <laughs> works. So that's <laughs> almost three fourths. That's something going on. Right, right. I mean, so which brings me to receipt number two. In a recent Harvard Business Review study, it pointed out that some interesting findings from employees who said they weren't being authentic at work, right? They weren't being who they, who they were, are. were supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. Many seem to have calculated the cost and benefits of authenticity in their workplace. So although 30% felt that authenticity would make their workplace better, almost two-thirds, meaning 64%, felt that being their true selves would make the workplace environment worse. Wow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So individuals who felt that it was better to hide their true selves pointed to work environments where differences are not appreciated, conformity is emphasized, 
and acknowledging stress or emotion is frowned upon. Okay. Man, this is this is real talk. Real talk. You know, That's right the prevailing here. culture that we were talking about earlier. Getting created. You you happy to get this job. And this is where we talk about your family kind of putting pressure on you sometimes, or even you putting your pressure on yourself, like where you finally get into that big culture or that big company, excuse yep. me, and you are part of that culture and you get in there and you be like, This shit ain't like I thought it was gonna no, be. No, not right? at all. And this ends up being more pressure. On you than anything. Yes. Right? That's it's right. It's like, it's the pressure to stay. The to pressure stay. to do this, that, that. And it's like, if you decide to leave this job, something's wrong with you. Right. You know, and this, that, and the other. But people don't quite understand that that prevailing culture takes over. Takes over. And that's the real issue at the end of the day of this whole thing. Rick, I'm, I'll be a little positive now. We'll go to receipt number three. <laughs> okay. So a different Harvard Business Review study showed that being authentic actually improves productivity, increases performance and success, and allows employees to exert less energy and time censoring and hiding themselves. And spending less time and energy on self-monitoring frees up more time and energy for focusing on task at hand and those big ideas. So being your authentic self can be positive to the workplace. Absolutely. If you're allowed to be, <laughs> if the culture allows you to be, right. there's big payoff for it. Yeah, but but again, I mean, we're thinking about the people who run the culture, right? The people right. who develop that, this and that, they got to know this stuff too, right? For sure. Okay. So receipt number four. So I know y- y'all going to probably say, hey, man, y'all wearing Harvard Business Review out today, right? Yeah. But, you know, again, what I will say is we got on there and just kept, it was like eating, what they say, eating a Lay's. You can't just eat one. That's right. We got on there and we started getting some receipts from Harvard Business Review today, man, and we just couldn't stop. But their study also shows that authentic employees fared better than inauthentic employees and also reporting significantly higher job satisfaction and engagement, greater happiness at work, stronger sense of community, more inspiration, and lower job stress. I mean, so this is not rocket science, not right? Rocket but, this science. Is, but this is what this is what the survey said, right? So sharing one's true self at work is then related to an employee's experience at work. The more of themselves that people shared with others, the better their workplace experience. Yeah. So again, when you can go to work and be yourself. Yeah. Throw out them gold coins <laughs> and the exactly. leprechauns. You know, you can be all right, but you can go you can go through there and you can kind of be yourself it's going to equate to a better workplace experience, right? And we have all companies out there doing employee opinion surveys and whatnot and really trying to figure out how can we get the numbers higher? Yep. What do we need to do? I mean, we're, again, we're telling you That's right. being your authentic self is a, Free huge, people. is a huge key performance indicator. That's right. You know, it's That's huge. Right. Take those chains off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. So uh, we have secrets. Secrets today. As we always do. As we always do. And we have four secrets today that we wanted to talk to you about how to be your authentic self at work. To summarize, those four secrets will be be open and honest with your team. Secondly, know your strengths and limitations and use that to your advantage. Three, create conversations and safe spaces to have those talks with your colleagues. And the fourth secret is all about sponsorship. We've talked about this one before. We're going to keep hammering at it. Because it can make a difference. It'll make a difference. So secret number one is to be much as you humanly can to be open and honest with your team as a leader. Employees do expect their leaders today to be open and honest. And they don't expect perfection, but they do expect you to be as transparent and open as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. 
And really, Ricky, we didn't grow up a lot with social media when we were working, but that has totally changed the game. It's really hard today to have different personas at work and at home. These kids, they're going to find you, <laughs> and then they're going to start pointing some shit out that you may not like. Right. So, you know, it's harder now to compartmentalize all of that stuff, and it's really stressful trying to compartmentalize all of that stuff. So the more that you can be open and honest about yourself, the better. I love that secret in terms of being open and honest. I mean, and again, everyone's at different levels. I mean, because we talk about the struggles that you may have had or the environments that you were in before you could actually come out. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. it was like it was on my first job. Right. And, and, and for some, it can be. It can you be. You know, on your first job. But again, you have to work through what it takes to make you feel as comfortable and have that self-discovery, but more importantly, to be open and honest in the right environment. For sure. So secret number two is authentic people are self-aware of their strengths and limitations and how to use them. Learn to broadcast and accentuate your strong points while also not hiding your mistakes and vulnerabilities, right? Mm -hmm. And again, only you know how to do this stuff because we talked about in some of the other receipts and even some of our stories that we spoke to is having these barriers of this defense yeah, you know, system up, mm -hmm. right? And and I think what we what we see here is you have to know your strengths. Yes. You know, and your limitations, right? If somebody's inviting you to the potluck or if they're inviting you to the house for dinner, it's like, you got to be honest from the get-go. Like, hey, I will come over. Whatever you got to drink, I'm going to probably do that, right? I'm going right. to probably drink that up, right? Mm -hmm. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to eat no cream corn. Right. I'm not going to eat any green peas. <laughs> and green bean casserole. <laughs> yeah. And, and look, I'm allergic to chocolate. So I don't want you are. And he really is. I don't want y'all to take it personal you know, when I don't do this, I'm trying to be my authentic self, right? Like, or when we talk about, hey, what do you want to eat for lunch? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I'm going to tell people this is what I like and this is what I don't like. So if we're really talking about an inclusive outing, yep. we're going to talk about some stuff that I like also. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? <laughs> for sure. But again, that takes that takes the self-discovery that we're talking about in terms of being open and honest, but also being knowing your strengths like yeah. in your limitations, even if it's like work-related products or projects. For sure, for sure. And I think broadcasting those in a strategic way. We, mm -hmm. you know, we talk a lot about being strategic, mm -hmm. about when you talk about your strengths. When you're in the front of the room, that's the opportunity to show those those strengths, right? But you can also use that as an opportunity to, to admit a little small mistake or yeah, a little yeah, vulnerability exactly. Exactly. that just shows that you're a person. Yes. That's right, at the end of the day. So it works both ways. I think secret number three is those open, vulnerable conversations with colleagues, right, and trying to create space to, to have those because it can help build trust. And it'll also encourage your colleagues to also open up about themselves. And this is all about reciprocity at the end of the day. So I can't talk about myself and put all my tea out there and then you don't do the same mm -hmm. because that's not mm -hmm. going to build trust and encourage people to open up. But I think the good news about these conversations, and we've, we're starting to have some of those with COVID and some of the, the racial strife and things that are going on around us right now. And the good news is that going back to that Harvard Business Review study, it showed that actually 75% of employees said that they wanted their coworkers to share more about them true selves, right? So people want to have the conversation. People are just don't know how to start them or are uncomfortable 
having them or, you know, getting them going. And to your point, I mean, that takes these open air discussions or courageous conversations, whatever you want to call them. It takes having these having these platforms for people to be able to open up and talk about themselves. Yes. Right. It means if you really want to be an ally. Yeah, you have to ask a question and do some research on your own. Do some research, but you have on to ask own. a question and be prepared for the response. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know? That's right. And listen, listen for understanding and not for judgment. Right. Right. I mean, this is this is huge. Look, twenty twenty has given us an opportunity to really dig in, not dig to in. just not to just hear what someone said to like listen. Yes. and act upon it. So the last secret, secret number four, and we always talk about this because this is huge for us, but it keeps coming up, right? Sponsorship gives you more license to be your authentic self. Having an advocate in the workplace enables you to be more comfortable in your skin, allows you to do your best work and create higher job satisfaction. So if you have a a sponsor, someone who's advocating for you when you're not in the room, Mm -hmm. they can speak to your true qualities or characteristics. They can talk to or speak to what you bring to the table and what makes you different than maybe some of your peers. Yes. They can actually speak to that. So it's important. It is vastly important, right, to make sure that your sponsor knows the real you. It is. That they can really be able to talk to what you bring to the table. Super duper important. I wouldn't have gotten the chief of staff role to begin with if my boss who was sponsoring me Mm -hmm. for that role didn't know who I was. And she allowed me to be who I was, even though not everybody around us knew who I was. But because she had my back, I could be my best and be my best for her, which then gave her the permission to sponsor me and be an advocate for me in the room when I became chief of staff. And then once the CEO said he had my back, like I said, that was a mass accelerator. Yeah. It was over. Absolutely. You could stop playing the games. You know, you could stop. You could take the, as we talked about, like in coach, which and everything, you take the mask off. Right. You know, I mean, because you, at that point, you could be strategic, Mm -hmm. you know, about like your approach and you could professionally and appropriately challenge the status quo. Yep. So, Keith, look, man, I think we have put a unique spin on, like, being your authentic self. I've learned a lot, as I always do, about you through our talks here. And uh, like, this is like my brother, you guys. I'm That's trying right. to explain to you, right? <laughs> you know, but I'm grateful and thankful, you know, given, like, the time, the season, what's going on in the world, that we're able to sit down and have these discussions. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, and to be able to learn from each other, but more importantly, to be able to just share our stories and share our secrets to the masses. Yeah, for sure. And to all of our listeners out there, keep bringing the love. We are really appreciating the feedback that we're getting. Again, if you want to see more and hear more about Authentic Self, check us out on our on our website. We'll have some resources out there for you on this topic. And we'll probably do a few more podcasts around this because there's so many layers to this conversation. So we will have more heat for you on this topic. Oh, yeah. And again, get on the website, connect with us on LinkedIn or whatever it is. And, we, and if there's a topic that you want to hear, 
you know, or questions you have, we will answer that in our newsletter that comes out every month. We'll answer that in our LinkedIn group, whatever it is. We just want to make sure that we get those questions answered. I mean, I can't tell you how many questions we get every week. I mean, how many people are coming to us to get help with their resumes, to get help trying to create their value proposition or trying to just talk about their careers. So again, we got that counseling out there, but like us on Apple Podcasts and write a review. Again, we're trying to like... we're trying, to, like, out. We're trying to get that algorithm right, right? That's right. Uh, like us on LinkedIn. But also, look, it's the holidays. You know, I'm, about I'm one more week left yeah, for those I'm, shipping deadlines. Shoot, I'm over here sporting my uh, secrets mask today. But consider buying some uh, merchandise, as we said before, trying like some of our coaching services also. Yeah. And we're going to be doing some really creative things on Patreon coming oh, up yeah. next year. So yeah. check us out on Patreon, become a patron, and it'll give you an opportunity to uh, get access to some special content. Exclusivity. Exclusivity <laughs> with authenticity. <laughs> so, Ricky, you know what? All I'll say is like, for us, part of we know we're authentic, and part of ourselves we know we've been authentic and one hundred with everybody is our love of a good cocktail, right? And I ain't got no more ice in this cup. That's right. So that cup's a low. Time to refill. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Until next time. Peace. Peace. Thank you all for listening today. Hopefully you gained a secret or two that can be applied as your journey continues. If you are motivated and excited after listening to Keith and Ricky, please subscribe to our podcast, share with friends and donate via Patreon. Check us out at www.secrets.com to get more information about our secret services. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.